heresy, and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the War Master Horus and his three brothers, Materian, Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Estvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless after the Emperor's favorite son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionnaires survived the onslaught thanks to quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Chris with a Forgotten Legion 30K, sitting here with Michael. How's it going, guys? And we're bringing you Radio Free Istvan. Radio That's Free right. Istvan. Yeah. <laughs> That's our inaugural voyage, episode one. So it's been a while coming. Oh, yeah, man. I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, I don't know if you've already seen our webcast or maybe you have already seen our YouTube channel, uh, but this is something new that we're trying out. A lot of guys have been requesting that we have some sort of audio experience because they like to hear us while they're driving and stuff so well that's you know honestly one of the times outside of painting that i listen to podcast is in the car i've got a 30 minute drive each way to work so that's uh my podcast time daily so i can understand that so now you can listen to us oh yeah i'm I'm gonna go back and listen to the silky sounds so guys i guess if you haven't heard of us or you have no idea who we are or what we do and this is your first time ever hearing our voices or our names, uh, we're the Forgotten Legion 30K group. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We have a Facebook page, the South Texas Horus Heresy 30K, or is it South Texas 30K Horus Heresy? Uh, South Texas Horus Heresy 30K. Yeah. So we're just a bunch of uh, Horus Heresy players out of South Texas. We're actually in Victoria, Texas. And uh, we got a, a merry little band of guys called the Forgotten Legion. They We actually have guys in Houston. We have guys in Victoria. And we are all... You know, stoked for heresy, man. We're all about Horace Heresy. Oh, hell yeah. This is, uh, you know, this whole Forgotten Legion stemmed from the fact that we wanted heresy to grow in Texas. And our uh, small town that we're in uh, didn't really have anything representing that. So this was us trying to get it started. And we're kind of snowballed a little bit from there, you know, getting the Houston guys in on it. You know, they've got a, they've already had a nice little scene going. So. Uh, bringing those guys once we met them through the South Texas Horse Heresy Facebook page uh, really has helped kind of broaden our experience and and broaden you know, just being able to play other people. That's been kind of nice. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I guess for you new guys out there that don't know who we are, we'll go ahead and go in a little bit on what armies we play. Uh, I'm a Raven Guard player. Oh, so loyalist. Yeah, I, I'm Raven Guard through and through. Actually, I don't. I've never played an army that was not loyalist in ever yeah that that was me for a long time i got a lot of shit for that i I still do actually from josh um but yeah i started out with iron hands and uh mainly because when we started 30k there was just myself and this guy one of our other members jay playing so our armies had to do double duty 40k and 30k uh, just so we could get some games in and looking back at that's kind of terrible yeah i I wouldn't want to do that now i know a (laughs) lot of people still have to unfortunately but uh yeah, that was kind of the growing pains of the scene here in Victoria. Um, I don't. Did you ever have to double duty your army when you got started? Thirty uh, k wise, no. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Honestly, I've been playing since back when I was in eighth grade with my. And at one point, it was just me and my buddy Sam playing, and like we, I, I did have to like play the same guy over and over again. 
But I, that was then his brother got into it, then his little brother got into it, and then we got a bunch of guys from school into it. And at one point, like when we were in like ninth grade and stuff like that, I think we were like twenty five strong. Oh, wow. Dude, we had a scene. Like it was massive. Like people wanted to play, and like we had all these stupid like uh, initiations to get in. <laughs> and like, did y'all beat? Did y'all beat people in? Did y'all jump them in? Is that what it was? Uh, I can't remember. Like I think it was we would trick people into thinking that we'd hit them in the balls. Like you'd have to get like a whack in the balls to play. And uh, like, if you wanted to play in Sam's garage and like at the time, like we didn't have any comic book shops in town that played Warhammer or 40 K or anything like that. Uh, we just had my buddy's garage. And so we'd have to like, he had this like Mecca, like everything he, he would like, my buddy Sam is like this like natural carpenters. So, like he could make tables, he'd make terrain. Oh, like, wow. Like, fantasy was real big at the time, but we also had some 40K going on. But, like, fantasy-wise, man, we had, like, boats and shit like that. Like, no just, kidding. Just, like, crazy amounts of... Uh, I don't know if you if you remember. or if, Did you ever play any fantasy? No. I, I, I'm familiar with some of the armies just from seeing them at events, but never played it myself. Yeah, back in the day, there was this uh, this book called The General's Compendium. And uh, it was, like, this, this special book that you could buy aside to fantasy that had like all these alternate rules and like alternate missions you could play. And, uh, at the time, like we had that and we like Sam especially went through it and basically like he was real big into boat battles, but there was like also like tales of Lustria and stuff like that, which was like the Lizardman stuff. So mm-hmm. like, there was like a bunch of like all these like little side things. And, uh, a lot of guys in our town, like it was like the Mecca to play Warhammer in his garage. Cause oh, like wow. there was so many different tables, so many different terrain, like boats and everything like that. And so like people were like willing to hit the, hitting the balls <laughs> to go play there. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have an initiation whenever I started playing, but I, <laughs> um, I've been playing since fifth edition personally. Uh, if you're going back, I got started, uh, Jay, who I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, it was uh, my buddy Jay, another buddy of ours, Christian Watts, here in town. It goes by Watts. Another friend of ours, Jeremy, that's that's moved off. Uh, but those guys got me into it. We had played D&D together for a lot of years back in the day. And I was living in Beeville at the time for work. And, you know, I, I've always been – I've been close with Jay for since high school, so 20-plus years now. And uh, Jay told me, he's like, hey, man, Jeremy's showing this Warhammer 40K game. You know, he's really into it. He's been playing it for a lot of years. He, you know, let's check it out. So I came to Victoria and uh, saw it. And I was like, oh, man, this is pretty cool. And I started playing Dark Angels. Um, that's probably when I got started into, hey, this guy likes the fluff more than actually being effective. Because uh, Dark Angels kind of sucked when I started playing. And they continued to suck um, until I switched to Iron Hands. Uh, but, yeah, we didn't have an initiation. We played in the garage just like you guys. There wasn't a shop open uh, whenever we started playing. And then... Uh, We've been playing maybe close to a year, and a shop opened here in town called All for One Games. Yeah, yeah, I remember All for One. Yeah, so uh, they they supported Warhammer over there, so we were able to get out of the garage, and that's actually when we started meeting people in the Victoria scene, because before that, you know, it was just the the handful of us, you know, the four guys total, and we played each other. Jeremy beat us all soundly, and then uh, Jay started his reign of terror, uh, by mastering the game and beating us. So, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was good to be able to find, find new people and play. And I just stuck with it through then. And then once heresy came out, it's like, well, this seems kind of cool. But the, the real kicker for Jay and I was we went to Adepticon in uh, 2014 
and we didn't play. We just went up there. We told the wives, hey, let's go to Chicago. So we made it a vacation, stayed downtown, and Jay and I rented a car and drove out to the Burbs and uh, went to the uh, went to Adepticon, and we saw 30K, and we were like, oh, my God. You know, it's one thing. You're seeing it online. You know, we had book one. We're looking at it. But to see, you know, these armies, you know, Mark Raley's uh, just just insane-looking Alpha Legion, um, just one of the ones that stands out even a couple of years later, uh, we knew right then that's that's what we wanted to do, you know, seeing what those guys were about with uh, the narrative and focusing on that rather than, like, hey, let's just amass victory points and see who wins. And uh, we came back and got started on 30K, and then it was just Jay and I playing. So it was just back to me getting beat a lot. And, uh, yeah, then we started finding you guys. Yeah, yeah. I uh, honestly don't remember how that all went down, <laughs> but I do remember – being really competitive 40k playing with my Elysians for a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> and next thing i know i haven't touched them for like a year and a half now it's crazy how that works out it, it's uh i've talked to a couple of other people this past week and well you know what so i mentioned a while ago he's uh, uh i talked to him two three days ago at legacy one of the other shops here in town and he was bemoaning the fact he's actually selling his uh or he sold his astro militarum army and he's like, dude, he's like, I just don't play 40K anymore. There's no one to play with. I said, what do you mean, dude? There's still plenty of people. He's like, no, you guys all left and play 30K now. <laughs> and uh, it made me feel bad for a minute because, you know, he's, he's my boy, man. He's my brother, but he didn't want to come on the 30K journey. It didn't appeal to him. So, uh, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, it's, you know, as far as the armies, I, I think I got a little bit off track with that. But, uh, yeah, I started with Iron Hands and 30K. Uh, then I went on to Mechanicum. I love Mechanica. I'm still still really strong in that army. And I've just started Word Bearers over the last couple of months. And I'm working on getting 2,000 points painted up for Adepticon coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, man, I jumped in with Solar Ox. Like, I jumped in with Solar Ox, and, like, I had this mindset. Like, I guess, really, if 40K is not 30K in, like, meta-wise. Right. So I built up this... 40k solar ox like in my mind i i use the 40k meta to understand how to build up a solar ox army because i played astro militarum i played astro militarum like my entire life before you know when it was imperial guard yeah. and everything like that and so i built up what i thought was a good army and just like now that i look back on it so young and stupid <laughs> like I, I so many like medusas and basilisk and like I, I now that I understand thirty K so much more, I realize that uh, if I if I saw like if I could meet myself from two years ago mm-hmm. and see myself with my solar ox army, I'd I'd be like, I'll run all over you, kid. Like, who are you? Yeah, I think we could probably all say that. I think just when you just start out with thirty K, um, especially if all you've known is forty K, that's where you're gonna you're gonna gravitate towards. I know Jay and I struggled with with that in the beginning. And I think as new people started playing, honestly, we probably still struggled with it a little bit because I don't think that we really communicated in the beginning like how we saw it in our mind, like what we wanted to get out of it effectively because we were also ingrained with the 40K way of, you know, we're going to build this list and this list is made to grab objectives or it's made to grab kill points. And and yeah, you know, we want to be effective in 30K. No one likes losing every time they play, but you can still, you can find a balance between those two things. And, or if you're like me, you just build a fluffy army and 
you know, hope for the best and see what happens. Yeah, totally. That's actually with my Raven guard. That's the way I went a hundred percent. Like, uh, at, when I played solar ox, I played it to win and that wasn't, I didn't do a very good job, but going Raven guard, I, I, I traded up all my solar ox for Raven guard and I built what I thought would be a fluffy army. Kind of like after reading a lot of the Raven guard novels, like, uh, like Gav Thorpe's Raptors mm. and stuff like that. Like you, you kind of like, you kind of start realizing that, uh, who they are, like how they operate right. and stuff like that. And so you take that kind of badass fluff and you try to apply it to your army. And then if you do that, it plays to the strengths of your <laughs> army somehow. And you have this like kick ass, like army that makes sense for the way they are. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you got this like competitive army. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw that more with my Mechanicum, especially Ladder Mechanicum. Uh, when I started playing Mechanicum, I played uh, Cybernetica because that's just what you had to play in the beginning. Well, actually, in the beginning, it was just Ordo Reductor. That's when I was still playing uh, Iron Hands. And when I got into it, it was more of the Cybernetica with the robots, which was cool. That was a that was a grab for me. You know, I'm, I'm a science fiction fan. I like the idea of robot armies, these cold, efficient killers. And... Uh, you know, I never really found my groove with it, but when Ordo Reductor was redone, I've had more fun playing the the new Ordo Reductor, and I've actually won more games while having fun. And you know, I run Caleb Decimate. I had a conversation with a, a Mechanicum player the other night online. You know, he's like, I've never run him. I said, Oh man, he's fun to run. I mean, he's so fluffy for Ordo Reductor. First off, and then two, the first time you're able to scream a vehicle to death with binary code. You're just gonna be like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah, even if you lose a game, it's a moral victory. You know, it's it's just a memorable thing. So, no, I, I definitely agree. I think that you, especially as you start, you get into it, and you're with your group of guys or, or group of players, I should say, and uh, you, you kind of you'll find find that sweet spot. I like yeah. the idea of uh, Caleb Decima just pissed off all the time with his order reductor <laughs> and just those pain trains flying over everything just oh yeah <laughs> that's 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 the one thing i love and i one of our uh, forgotten legion members josh who if you follow some of our other content he's uh takes the lead on our weekly uh live webcast uh he's been referred to as a techno viking i yeah, think techno viking yeah yeah so uh just look out for the techno viking but uh, he plays iron warriors I've had no end of fun and amusement just talking crap to him, you know, bringing Caleb Decima and just talking crap since Caleb was, you know, he was turned on by his, who he thought were his friends and the traders, and uh, he carries a grudge about that. And <laughs> make sure that shows in the game. Oh, yeah, I do, I do every time. Do every time. But, uh, yeah, but it's, it's just one of those fun fluff things, too, that I think 30K does, uh, does so much better than any other version of the game that I've played to this point. Yeah. I, I, I'm totally about the fluff right now and the narrative and especially when you're playing somebody else and you can kind of like let them, like let them know what your army is. Mm-hmm. And there, there's no surprises whenever you see somebody else playing, like you, you know what legions do. Right. And it's not based on their rules. It's based on their, their background and their stories. Like I know if I pay an imperial uh, imperial fist army tomorrow, I know I know what I'm getting into. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know somebody's bunkering down or hunkering <laughs> down. So no, and I, I I think again that's just one of the cool draws of the game, and I think you know as you get to know uh, 
who you're playing with and you, you really get to build those relationships with your group. Um, you know, and you can even call it, call it your local meta. I know meta for a long time has referred more to towards kind of the mechanics or what types of units people are running. But I think with 30 K that can even go so far as to, you know, narrative versus, uh, and we'll just call it tournament play for lack of a better word. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, in our group, the forgotten Legion, one of the things, um, and, and we'll talk a little bit about the, how, what the forgotten Legion actually is, how we came about. But, uh, you know, one of the things that we stand for though is narrative play. You know, when we're putting a game together, it's, we try to really look at, you know, what's, what's the background story. You know, two of our members were putting together a game for this coming week and, you know, they were trying to figure out why would these two armies be clashing. Which is so hard to do sometimes. <laughs> it, it is. It is. When you're two dyed-in-the-wool trader armies. Uh, but it was fun watching that conversation. And it, to me, it, I thought it was so cool that, you know what, the, people are spending time on this saying, you know what, well, what if, what if my Night Lords were, you know, I've read book six now, so what if they were this faction from book six that's, you know, stayed loyalist or this, that, and the other. I haven't read all of book six yet, so I can't speak on authority with that. But, um, you know, just how much effort people are putting into what goes on before the game. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome to me. I think it's stiff one. Me and Simon were trying to figure out why his Ultramarines would be fighting my Raven Guard. <laughs> and on top of that, it was it was uh, Robbie G, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Robert Gilliman, like, it's like, why would... Why would Robert Gilliman like? Why would he be fighting these Raven Guard? Like we were like seriously trying to figure out. It's like, well, maybe he didn't want to fight them. Like maybe, maybe they don't know. Like maybe they don't understand what's going on. Like it was, it was this whole thing we were trying to figure out why we we're fighting each other, and like it's, like you felt bad because like every like every unit that was wiped, you're like they didn't need to die. This this didn't need to happen. The wrong unit died. <laughs> no. It's brother on brother. <laughs> yeah, what, what you know, it would have been funny if both of you guys just would have hollered, you know, for a TO <laughs> and said, uh, actually, we've both discovered we're both loyalists, so we're not going to fight each other today. <laughs> we're just, uh, we're done. We, we, there's been too much death on this. Too much blood has been shed on this field. Yeah, we're going to withdraw with honor and uh, see what happens. Especially with Horus still running around. We need full men. Full strength. <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious. I, yeah, I don't think I would have known what to say. I mean, I probably would have clapped or cried or went both. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much our armies. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, uh, um, you yeah, know, I mentioned we both mentioned the Forgotten Legion 30k. Uh, you know, once we all kind of found each other, and, and we'll just start with the Victoria crowd. Uh, you know, we found each other through the the local game shop here. All of us were uh, from the 40k background, like we said, and and as people started seeing Jay and I playing 30 K, I think the interest grew and, you know, Michael and Josh, and then Josh brought in Zach who lives in Houston. Um, you know, we kind of started to grow from there. And, uh, one of the things we discussed is, you know, how do we, we see overseas a lot. People have gaming clubs, you know, that's a big thing in, in England and Europe and Australia. It's something you don't see a whole lot here in the United States. And, I don't know, the more we looked at it, it just seemed like, you know, what well, what kind of difference could we make if, uh, I don't want to say branded ourselves, but if we put a name to what we are, what we stand for, and then we use that as kind of the pulpit to to spread heresy. <laughs> yes. 
branding. <laughs> yeah, branding. Uh, but that's that's kind of how the Forgotten Legion 30K got started. And, you know, it was just you know, our love. Uh, if you go, uh, we mentioned the Facebook page. We've actually got a, the Forgotten Legion uh, Facebook page uh, in addition to South Texas Horse Heresy 30K. So if you go to the Forgotten Legion Facebook page, uh, you will see uh, we've got a little mission statement, for lack of a better word, but it says, you know, we eat, breathe, live, and talk heresy. You know, this is this is what we're about in the hobby. Which is true, though. Like, I think about it now, and I don't think I've gone a day without, like, on the either the Facebook, actual Facebook page itself, or the chat that we're a part of and not talked heresy. Yeah. Like, heresy is a part of our lives every <laughs> single day. Like it, it has been, it's become, my wife likes to joke because we've, we've got a long running, we've actually got several chat threads through Facebook messenger. And my wife uh, likes to joke that we're like a bunch of little high school girls uh, chit chatting all day long, but we are, we like, are <laughs> like, I can't, I can't like go to my, like, if I'm watching TV or something like that and like my phone's lying there, like whoever's next to me is going to like look at my phone and be like, what the hell is going on? Do you need to like answer that? It's like, no, just ignore it. That's just the guys talking heresy. <laughs> like I got to go read 300 messages later on to go figure out what I missed. And I probably mm-hmm. like, and it sucks because you know, like no matter what I'm watching on TV, I know whatever's on my phone has my, I'm more interested in than whatever oh, yeah. I'm watching. I'm just like, Man, dude, it's probably some badass. I bet you. I bet just something's leaked. I bet you there's a. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe we need like a special alert just to come through. It's like the bat signal or something. I don't know. It's like just there's some some special thing going on that I know I missed. Like they just released a Lehman Russ model and his nuts are showing or something. Like just something crazy. Oh. And, and then yeah. I got to go back and read like the 400 messages, and it turns out that like one of y'all used new flock or something. <laughs> Yeah, and then somehow that got to talking about Bukaki, and then and just, you never know where it's going to lead you. I mean, it's it seriously goes everywhere. But that's uh, it, it's funny to me. That's just kind of the bond that I think the groups created. We, you know, especially we met the Houston guys through Stiff One, South Texas and Flames One, which was a uh, hey guys, hey hey, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> yeah, through uh, you know, we've been a lot of those guys have been members of the South Texas Horse Heresy. 30k facebook page uh for a year or longer um and then once we we started really saying hey let's you know let's meet up with these guys we had a little event in houston at a zach's house he his wife graciously allowed us to invade her home for like 10 hours so there was heresy in every room of that house i think yeah pretty much there was there was 30k on the walls in the restroom (laughs) Yeah, don't don't take a black light in there. It's <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. There's 30k everywhere. Yeah, there's 30k all. Over. I think the dog got some 30k. I mean, <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's really you know we met the Houston guys and you know we saw what they were about and how really they were like us, except younger in some cases. But uh, you know it was mutual it, interest. It was so funny like how much we were. Like you meet somebody on Facebook and you talk to somebody on Facebook and you just like build up this idea, like this idea of like what they're like. And like in my mind, I'm just like, man, dude, like these guys, we're going to meet them. We don't know what they're going to be like. And I like had like this predisposition of like how some, like how Simon was going to act, like Mm -hmm. how Bridges was going to act. I was like, yeah, I was like these guys, man, they're competitive players. They're going to play real competitive and all that. 
And then we meet them, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is... This has never happened before. <laughs> These are we met some dudes on the internet and we like them. We like tuned out. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was a fantastic day of, of gaming and bonding, uh, drinking. There's a lot of drinking that went on that day. So much drinking. So much drinking. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, the, those guys in Houston, uh, several of those core guys that had been on South Texas Heresy for a long time and. They they joined forces. They became a part of uh, the Forgotten Legion, which we talked about having an initiation. We we really haven't, and uh, we can't use kicking the balls because we've already let that loose. But they know now. They know now. Um, they wear cups. Yeah, we we uh, we can still jump them in, I guess. <laughs> just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> so uh, you yeah. have to look look this this is just a small <laughs> look. It's just a small paper bag full of knuckles, <laughs> just <laughs> knuckles and quarters. And we just get like twenty five minutes. Yeah, that's that's all we're asking for. Twenty five minutes for a lifetime of heresy. I mean, what what can what more could you ask for? We'll have your back forever. Yeah, it's, we're brothers now. Uh, we did not get beat in because we we started this shit, but uh, we will do the beating in. But um, yeah, man, just some awesome guys. And so Forgotten Legion thirty k grew, and uh, you know, really we were continuing to to use that pulpit, so to speak. We've got uh, Stiff 2, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, uh, coming up. But, you know, we, we've got a, the live webcast that's going on now that a lot of people are interested in. And that's just... And all that is really is a group of uh, Forgotten Legion members just inviting you to the hobby table and just shooting the shit. Yeah, you, you ask the questions, we give you the answers. Exactly. And uh, it's... I don't know, man. That's, that's a lot of fun being part of that. I know I'm not uh, able to be part of every episode, but just the ones I've been able to sit in on. I mean, it's just a ton of fun, man. It's just like sitting in a living room with you guys. I like some of the questions we get. Like, it, like you know, of course, a lot of the, the chat is like, hey, what's up? You know, hey, from Canada or like, hey, from wherever. And that's what, that's what a lot of the chat is. But like a lot of stuff is like, hey, can you review my list mm-hmm. or can you look at my, my stuff? And every time I get a list review, I try and like figure out where they're from. I'm like, okay, so this is how they're gaming up in the northeast <laughs> like this yeah. is this is what's going down in tennessee all right just just slowly remember things they used armored ceramite and... <laughs> if i'm ever in tennessee with my 30k army don't take melt again yeah um you mentioned canada we've we've kind of gotten a following in canada I'm, I'm trying to figure that out still uh it's because that we gave that actor a night oh that's right that's right we gave away a night in the webcast and uh it was this like Lionsgate UK actor that was in Canada. Super cool guy. Yeah. Still still listens to our webcast. Maybe he'll listen to our podcast. Uh, hopefully so. Hopefully we'll get a lot of people listening. Or we'll just sit here and talk for ourselves. I mean, that's cool too. I'm down with that. Yeah. But um so that's that's a little bit about, you know, the Forgotten Legion, what we stand for. You know, we're all about the narrative, the fluffy play. Um, you know, we got a good example of that. Yeah, you mentioned the Houston guys being competitive. Um, and I mentioned earlier having to kind of find a common ground. Uh, Stiff One was kind of eye-opening. Yeah, we realized how much we sucked. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. Yeah, we uh, totally were not prepared. We uh, lost. Like, all of the Victoria guys that went up there, like, we went, like, we hosted the event. We got all of our stuff together, and we, you know, we, we built up list. And I think I think what may have hurt us is we uh, battle-reported all all of our yeah. like lists that we were taking. And so I feel like 
maybe they had the advantage because they <laughs> watched us play. Yeah, we were too it, open, too open. <laughs> and then we went over there, and out of 15 games, we lost 14. Uh, thir- Jay and I won? No, I, thought, I, won... I thought you just won. I thought you were the only one who won. Oh, maybe so. Oh, no, no, Jay, won, Jay won's won. over yeah. yeah, we lost 13 out of 15 games. Yeah, it was a, it was a drubbing. Yeah, we learned some stuff. We learned some things. <laughs> Got our asses whipped. I learned that a fire raptor can't fire everything forward. Yeah. Uh, I learned which side of the table uh, the flyers come on. I learned that Angron can uh, beat down pretty much anything on the table when he gets up close. Beat the fire. Dude, you know, since since then, I've seen Angron kill three knights. Yeah. That's it's scary unreal. shit. I, I really thought whenever I played uh, Weber in that game, you know, I, I, I gave him... He was having a hard time handling the the Ordo uh, at the game start before he got Angron on the board. I wiped out two squads and done some work on uh, on another squad, and then Angron comes on with his Red Butchers, and uh, I, I kill his transport. So all it did was make him angry. <laughs> and uh, he charged my Night Lancer, who was busy. He'd been doing work, racking up kills, and just murdered it. I mean, it was he took it apart. I mean, it was unreal how how lethal he was yeah i killed his transport and um i played a a real flyer heavy list Mm -hmm. so i just didn't ever land (laughs) like they just flew around and angron waved his axe while i took like pop shots at him the pilot's pilot's leaning out like yeah he's still down there yeah we're not we're not gonna land keep circling (laughs) (laughs) like in my heart i was like god i i know there's like some special rule where he can like throw gore child (laughs) so like i'm just gonna stay extra far away because because one of these pilots is going to get it in the face. And uh, Weber, just... Weber's like, yeah, on page 136, uh, he flies. Just, uh, <laughs> he just letting you know. sling Gorchild like a boomerang, and it'll come back to him. On the roll of a one, it will attack another unit. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was, we got our asses kicked. Yeah. Just, but, but like, not, not so much like kill point wise, because I think some of us did pretty good game wise. Yeah. But like, we did, we got our ass kicked like, objective wise yeah and we made the missions so like yeah that's a little sad i think on some levels <laughs> um but uh, i think it also goes to show you know the the houston guys that's where you know uh, talking about meeting in the middle with how you play uh, several of those guys come from a hardcore 40k background and while they they had fluffy armies i mean there was no one there that was that was uh whacking off so to speak um <laughs> with their army but uh they Seriously, you know, I've played out, outside of the tournaments held locally. That's been my total 40K tournament experience. And these guys have played in, in big tournaments in Houston and what have you. So, yeah, I think they had their shit together as far as how to assign tables and, you know, get 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 the objectives they needed and ignore the ones they didn't. It was It was very interesting, and I'm glad they're on our side now. Yeah, exactly. We absorb them <laughs> so that we are now half competitive. Yes. <laughs> we, the Forgotten Legion can stand on its own now as long as you play those guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're having most of them play in Stiff 2. And, uh... <laughs> Just to show off how badass we are. Yeah, we're like, yeah, Forgotten Legion, we're, we're badass. Look at how we play. I don't ignore these Victoria guys that are not playing. Go get them, Colin. Yeah. Go get them. It was that guy. That guy called me a name. Uh, yeah. That guy said I didn't know how to play. So go get them, Colin. <laughs> And he would, and he would. Oh man! So what have you been working on, man? What's what's been on your hobby desk? Oh man! So I got my core axe painted. 
which was like a real big deal for me. Um, I wanted I wanted to get my Korax done, even though I'll never play with him. Uh, but so since my flying version of him is done, now I can work on my Istvan Five, the Dangerous Predator or the Dangerous Prey one. Oh, nice! So I've got another Korax whose wings I gotta mess up. And I've got a spare heavy bolter to give him. That's going to be sick. I'm going to try and adjust his arms. I'm going to make him look all fucked up. Like, try and make his armor look shitty. Uh, that, I'm really looking forward to working on that. Um, like, really, some of the stuff that I was working on uh, was for Adepticon. Because we're not going to be playing a Stiff 2. So, mm-hmm. I was working on all my Adepticon stuff and got my list ready and got my got my models painted so i finished that maybe a month and a half ago oh nice so that, that none of that's what I, I don't have to work on any of that now so it's just like kind of I'm, I'm kind of in that cool phase where like i get to work on stuff that like just sounds cool oh, and yeah. i'm in no rush so like i can like paint a little bit here go sit down watch some tv come back like <laughs> i'm like real like laid back about it because everything i'm painting up i don't need what is that even like? I don't even I don't even know how to live that way. Like I I felt well actually now that I think about it I did paint up a Death Blossom Leviathan mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for for bridges so oh, yeah, so he could use his stiff too. So like that was pretty much the only uh, I guess anxiety that I had. I was like oh man I gotta get this ready for for stiff too because bridges mm-hmm. gonna use it. I gotta get it. And, oh it's done. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I got that that Leviathan done. So I'm curious how many of our listeners out there will get the reference that was in this last little segment. Oh, the Death Blossom? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what the fucking Death Blossom was. <laughs> uh, actually, I went back and I listened to the... Because I was, I was talking about the Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about the Dual Storm Cannons and how like competitive the Dual Storm Cannons is. And like we were kind of talking about the uh, effectiveness of glancing out vehicles. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation on our Facebook page led to like a long ass argument. <laughs> right, I remember that. Between that. me and another guy about like he's basically saying like the the dual storm cannon variant is like the worst variant you could have that Leviathan in. Yeah, I don't buy it. And I was like, nah, dog, like that's like you just unload. Like as soon as you land, you just unload everything and then you get that's two turns of strength seven sunder shots on rear armor because you just drop pot it in. It's like nothing standing against that. I said even a graviton cannon is only doing like a dual graviton cannon max is doing four whole points of damage, and that's if you roll the three d six. I was like, there's no, just, you know, I was like, not even a knight like a knight cannot withstand two turns of just being lit up by the leviathan with the dual storm cannons. And uh, Zach, the you know one of our our legionnaires said, fuck yeah, just like the Death Blossom. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck's a Death Blossom? And he said it, and he's like, you don't get the reference, like Last Starfighter? And I was like, what? I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm too I'm too young. <laughs> and then, so I just go and I look it up on YouTube, and I'm like, oh my gosh. That's exactly what this is. This is a Death Blossom. It's so badass. Like, watching that now, like, I can never see the Death Blossom dread. Like, I can't. Yeah, because you're going to picture it dropping in, and, uh, Hold, they're not close enough yet. <laughs> and just pissing bullets everywhere. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, it's so funny because you look at the ship from The Last Starfighter, and it's just like this little like little baby ship. Yep. 
but it's got these like guns that shoot out everywhere. And I think of like the Leviathan. He's just this little baby ball. And he's got these <laughs> guns on him that just shoot out everywhere. I was like, fuck yeah. That's everybody's like, oh, he's so cute. Like, ah, fuck, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> he's just going crazy, man. So like now I can't not see the Leviathan landing and not going all Death Blossom oh, on yeah. people. Like it's just like everywhere. Just it's just shooting everywhere. Like especially because the, the Dreadnought Drop Pod has that like smoke screen effect. Yep. So like I just like imagined him just like stepping out of the smoke, just rounds everywhere. Up, rounds everywhere. No just reckless abandon. It's gonna be fucking sweet. Yeah, I think it's gonna be awesome to see. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that happen at Stiff Two. So yeah, I was kind of disappointed that I don't get to play that dread in Stiff Two. So I got the dread, I got it loaded out like that, and I painted it Night Lords for Bridges to play. So that'd be cool. I think it's something that uh, we're all gonna be looking forward to to seeing how that plays out. I think we know how it's gonna play out. Yeah, yeah, but, I've got a pretty good feeling. Yeah, it's well, gonna get to shoot at least once. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, but yeah, man, that's what I've been working on. Cool. So, Corax, waiting for new Corax and uh, Leviathan. Awesome. Uh, what about you? What you been working on? Well, uh, today I was spray painting oil filters. Oh, I got more oil filters for you, by the way. I'm not sure if I'm gonna need them actually. Okay. I, so I pulled everything out of that box. I think we're gonna have enough. You know, I was looking at like those big ass oil filters that I have now from work, and mm-hmm. like they, they told me that I could like have as many as I want just because they're old oil filters right. and they're so massive. And I was looking at them, and I was thinking like, the like this is like legit, a, a like possible like awesome terrain. Oh, definitely. Like if I can get working with like a, a terrain cutter, like those uh, those like laser cut terrain mm-hmm. stuff like that. That can make me terrain because these oil filters I have they don't change. Right. They're like it's the same oil filters used for every <laughs> for every engine in the company that I work with because they're all Caterpillar thirty five sixteen. So it's these massive oil filters for them, and so like they're never gonna change oil filters. And so I can get all these like pre cut things and just like shoot them off on eBay. TFL stamped. Yeah. Fucking badass oil tank farms like. And that's exactly what uh, what this is going to be at Stiff Two, where uh, one of the missions uh, happens in the far north on the planet that's uh, being fought over, and it's a it's a tank farm. So we're using these oil filters. Uh, I was spray painting them up. Uh, I've got a matte green color. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Yeah, they, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. I've got to do uh, four more, and, I th- and I'll have, have all of them painted. So working on that. I get that knocked out tomorrow. Finished up. Um, I've got to add some stuff to them. They're not ready yet. Uh, I was going to go to... I did go to Home Depot tonight for something totally unrelated. And I was going to get some little PVC pieces and uh, stuff like that. And just... I didn't. I was trying to fix something in the spare bathroom and my mind was elsewhere. So I'm going to do that in the next day or so. But uh, yeah, so doing that, uh, I've got my word bearers. Um, I'm the opposite of you right now. <laughs> You're all anxiety. Uh, dude, my anxiety level is through the roof. Um it, it doesn't help. I've got hobby ADD serious, seriously bad. Like I'll start a unit and then I'll get sidetracked because, oh man, my dread claws came in. I want to put those together. So I stopped painting when I'm working on, I put together dread claws. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and base coat them. Let me get them base coated. And like, oh man, okay, cool. You know, I, I've got this other stuff came in or now, oh my Galvor buck. Let me work on some detail work. So I've got bits and pieces of 2000 points painted, <laughs> yes. uh, but no, no one unit is 100% yet. So what I started on, I actually, I failed at that today. So what I started on today was I was going to try to finish my two Dreadclaws. 
started working on that, and then I saw my Sakar Inventor sitting on the sitting on the desk. It was looking lonely. It, it had a black primer on it. It's just uh, naked. It, it was. And I had the airbrush in my hand. Had the Ferrari red sitting right there. I was like, "Get over here, yeah. you!" That's exactly what happened. So <laughs> I cleared cleared a space, brought him forward. Uh, started working on that, and then then I had to go to Home Depot and do some bathroom work. So uh, that's after we get done recording tonight, I'm gonna try to finish up the base coat on the Sakar Inventor. And uh, tomorrow, I'm off tomorrow, thankfully, and uh, I'm gonna got a base coat, some tactical Marines that are gonna be uh, veterans and uh, tactical support squads. And then uh, then I got to paint Ash and Circle, so I've got to base coat those too. Those haven't haven't been touched other than primer. But Zach actually messaged me the other night and was asking what my thoughts were on the uh, Zone Mortalis events for Adepticon. And it got me thinking. I was like, oh, man, I totally need to take something with, with jetpacks or jump packs. Oh, man. So I have all these Ash and Circle. And uh, so that's that's a no-brainer. I got to take those guys, right? Yeah. Um, so if you guys, if, if y'all aren't following... Uh, uh, Adepticon Horus Heresy on Facebook. Uh, join up and just check, even if you're not going. And the reason I mention this is they do post up pictures. The terrain work they do is is just badass. I mean, these guys start a couple of months out building terrain for the event. Um, this year, the Zone Mortalis will be indoor and outdoor, and the outdoor is going to be mountainous crags. So their suggestion was bring your jump packs. So I was, I was kind of on the fence on how I, I'm just really hoping that I. I, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to take like land speeders or stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was wondering how much of the zone mortalis rules they were going to use because I don't know. Were you there when I played zone mortalis with my Eldar Hornets? I was not. That was like the worst experience of my life. Yeah. First turn. I immobilized both of them. Yikes. Because everything is zone mortalis. If it moves, it's got to take dangerous. a dangerous terrain yeah. test. So I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and bring these Hornets. It's going to be badass. Yeah, and they, and it's, but like first turn, boom, boom, immobilized, immobilized. So for the entire game, they were just sitting there, little gun platforms, <laughs> and it's Zoe Mortalis, yeah. so they can only look forward, and it was the longest hallway in existence, and so nobody was ever going to come down this hallway. It was, yeah, they put up caution cones like at one of the <laughs> intersections, like don't go down there. Hey, don't. There's two hornets over there. They're pretty mad. Yeah. Uh, just no, they're not getting out. They're going to stay in there. They're not even going to try and fix anything. They're not even going to try and bring their own fucking shuriken pistols and go run around. No, they're just going to sit in there, and they're going to be lame the entire game. That was garbage. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. I would have been frustrated, too. So, like, I'm afraid. Like, I'm thinking about this uh, Zone Mortalis game with Adepticon, and I was like, man, I should take some land speeders. I think and- for the outdoor pers- portion, I'm thinking that would probably be effective, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean... I don't know because I got if it's Zone Mortalis rules, I have plasma cannon land speeders. Yeah, that would be perfect. Oh yeah, no doubt. But you know, I'm just kind of afraid they're gonna blow up and then they're gonna have to leave oh, each man. other and then they're gonna kill each other and it's just gonna be horrible. That would be so so freaking fluffy though for you know because it's it's set for the the outdoors of Istvan and the fights that are going on in these canyons and I can just see land speeders zipping down through these canyons. Just that would be cool. Unloading. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have my Zomortalis list ready. Um, I have the models that I think I would use. Right. But it's not ready, and I definitely don't have any jump infantry. Yeah. Beyond beyond the Ashen Circle, uh, I don't know what I'm taking. Um, 
in that particular list. Part of me wants to take Zardu, but I mean, he's 175 points. But on the flip side, I can summon demons with him. <laughs> um, I don't need to jump. I'll just send <laughs> demons at you. Well, my, my thought was, because he makes, you take Zardu and he makes Ashen Circle troops. So cool, right? So, but I'd have, due to the cost of them, I'd have to take minimum size squads. So I could only afford two and him. So I'd really have to depend on summoning, zem- de- summoning demons in to offset my deficiencies in that list. And with only him and without a backup, uh, without a backup chaplain or anything like that to boost his summoning, giving those extra dice, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how effective it would be. It would be fun to try. <laughs> I don't, like, honestly, like, just the idea of summoning demons just sounds badass. I've never done it before. Well, personally, I've never done it, for one. But uh, in the game, either. Yeah, I've never done it there. So this is going to be... I'm, I'm hoping to test my list before we go to Adepticon. Uh, it's looking like maybe the week prior I'll be able to, to field the stuff and get some games in, hopefully. Otherwise, it's going to be... Shit, it's going to be first first time out at Adepticon with these guys. So... Dude, just the idea of summoning things, it's kind of off off tangent here, but uh, it's like back it, whenever it was me and my buddies playing Fantasy a whole bunch, and this was back in, I think, 5th edition Fantasy, mm-hmm. and with the General's Compendium, we used to do a lot of boat battles, and we actually went to Katie Mills, no, 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 Sugarland, Sugarland Games Workshop. Okay. We went in there, they had a, a boat battle like tournament oh, where cool. like you built a boat you took it over there and it was like this big waterboard they had and you could take all the boats you wanted and it was like limited to so many points and you 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 like had to have a character that controlled your ship and you had to have this going on and but it was kind of like i guess what you would call like unbound now in 40k right. Where it was like, it doesn't matter what you take. You can take all the, you know, ogres you want, or all the ogres you want. You can take all this, all the cannons you want in Empire. So I get there, and everybody's kind of got these, like, armies that are just, like, stock full of cannons and Mm -hmm. shit. And it was cool because if you, like, you had two ways of controlling your ship. You can control it through magic, or you can control it through manpower. And by manpower, you basically couldn't do anything for a turn. You had to just, like, use it to move your boat. Well, I used all my points and sunk it into this level four necromancer. <laughs> and I think I, I see where you're going with this. And I just like it had this range ability to like raise skeletons or zombies. Nice. And so I just kept raising zombies on people's boats. <laughs> and like I wouldn't like skeletons and zombies, I'd raise it on their boats and they'd have to take care of this because like I had more people than they did. So I could like control their boats and like turn their boats around and stuff like that. And this necromancer just sitting there, just like shitting zombies on other people's boats. And it was just like this guard. Like, and if I needed to move, my fucking my uh, my necromancer would move the whole boat with his magic. Like, it's like, yeah, we're cool. We don't need nobody on this boat. And, and just that, like taking that idea and like applying it to the thirty k somehow, oh. and taking it to Zone Mortalis and like summoning demons in people's faces. See, okay, so that's kind of my fear because I'm thinking I was like, yeah, you're, you were probably the most popular guy in the store that day, right? No, not at all. Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> like, like people are like trying to play all competitively. I'm like, hey, bud, excuse me. Like putting like little little square base zombies on the fucking boat that they're with. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I summon zombies right here. 
what? Yeah, there's zombies on your boat now. <laughs> it sucks, but... It is what it is. <laughs> Actually, they're really smart zombies because they can some, they know how to, you know, hoist the mainsail and shit because uh, you're, you're, you're turning this way. <laughs> Yeah, I that that's kind of my fear. I, you know, last year at Adepticon, no one. Well, of course, summoning really wasn't what it is now in 30k. You know, last year Zardu wasn't out. I don't think he was. Um, so and the demons weren't really as played up as they are now with now that Book Five is out. So you didn't see anything like that. And I, part of me is afraid. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Totally be that guy. But. But at the same time, it's very fluffy for the force that I'm bringing. You know, Zardu with Ashen Circle, you know, Zardu with Galvor Bach. Um, it's it's fitting in the theme. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to bring them, uh, especially now that I don't have to worry about space concerns and packing stuff on an airplane. But, I don't know. We'll we'll kind we'll see. They'll, they'll be there. I'll have summoning options. Um... I just need, I honestly need to get a couple of games in just so I don't suck at it. You know, I'm not trying to say, oh, hang on while I reference this book before I do anything. <laughs> I don't know what kind of demons I'm bringing. Like, is it a range thing? Like, I've never played against demons. I, I, I need to look. I, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> do you become the demon? <laughs> well, okay. So I, so I did look up summoning. Um, basically, there's different types of summoning. So ba- on the chart, depending on what power that you roll depends on what kind of demons you can bring in. So like on power and they've each got names, but on power number three, you have access to these four or five types of demons. So I've got X amount of demons of different types. Um, thanks to one of Josh's picks. Sweet. Um, so I I got through Josh. So I've got a a pretty good selection and it's nothing like, it's not like, Oh, like you're going to summon 10 bloodthirsters or anything like that. It's like, okay, you can summon some pink horrors or you can summon some, you know, uh, the little uh, blood letters and things like that. So um, as far as like where they appear and all that, I, I, I haven't really studied that yet. So that's why I really want to get a game in and try to figure out how it all works. Um, if I'm not comfortable with doing it, I'm probably not going to do it at Adepticon. Like if I don't get a chance to try it out. Because I do not want to be there on the table, like, how does this work? And trying, <laughs> I'd feel like such a douche. Can you can you show me how <laughs> to demon? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can. <laughs> so yeah, if I if I don't get time to to figure it out, there will be no summoning. Uh, but hopefully, I will if I can get a game or two in just to kind of see how it works. Because like I said, I think it's a cool aspect of the Warbearer's army, and it definitely fits in with with what I'm trying to do with my force. So. Uh, we'll see. But that's what I'm working on. The demons, thankfully, are all painted. Um, their own regular bases, but they they came... The guy that had them previously painted them, so that's one thing I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got a... So I just finished my force. I've got a um, Mr. Dandy uh, bases that I got in a couple of weeks ago. I've got those base coded, so I just need to shoot those and finish them off. I really mm-hmm. want to do kind of like an ashen look to them. So... I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do that. Talcum powder. Yeah. Just, uh, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> talcum powder. Talcum powder and glue. <laughs> Is that? Yeah, it's talcum powder. Don't worry about it. Don't smell them. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a great smelling army. <laughs> Why does your army smell like my grandma's house? Obviously, talcum powder. Yeah, exactly. They're Ocean Circle. <laughs> Don't pretend you've never used it. Oh, yeah. So that's where I'm at, man. Um, 
just got to get get 2,000 points finished up. Stiff two, once that's out of the way next week, um, I'll have two weeks roughly to uh, paint like a madman and I uh, get things get things wrapped up. Heck yeah, man. I guess while we're on it, man, let's 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 talk about Stiff 2. It needs oh, to be man. Stiff 2. South Texas in Flames 2. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, or if this is your first time hearing about us, or if you haven't paid attention when you've heard about us before, uh, South Texas in Flames 2 is an event that we're holding here in Victoria. Um, it's a narrative-based uh, 30K all-day event, uh, three-round event. Uh, we've got, we can actually say we have people flying in from across the United States. Yes. Actually, I think the furthest <laughs> is Washington, Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Furthest right now is Seattle. Uh, we've actually got uh, Sean from uh, Wisconsin. No, right. Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, Nebra- oh yeah. 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 Nebraska. Well, it's kind of up there in that area ish. You know what? Good for him. <laughs> it's, it's a state. It's a state. It's a non-Texas state. In the north. Yeah, when you're from Texas, that's kind of like, uh, you're not Texas. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the people from like Alaska are like Texas. Yeah. Like, get out of here. They're just looking, literally looking down on us from <laughs> their perch above Canada. You think you're so big? <laughs> so at least we get to touch other states. Uh, Alaska. Exactly. Oh, of course, they can, they can, can't they see Russia? Didn't I hear that? Yeah, Sarah Palin can see Yeah, it. that's right. Sarah Palin can see Russia from, from our house, I think. That's what she said. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go with that. But uh, yeah, Sean uh, is coming from Nebraska. He's actually on a 30K podcast, uh, Seize the Initiative. Yeah, dude. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. if you haven't checked them out, give them a listen. Uh, they're supporting 30K up in Nebraska. I know they're trying to build their scene as well. So we're looking forward to having Sean come down. Uh, like I said, Sam is coming from uh, Washington, which is going to be badass. Oh, I'm so uh, glad he's coming. Yeah, me too, man. He seems like a cool dude. Um, we've got people from all over Texas, uh, from all points of Texas coming from San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, uh, Austin. So it's, a uh, going to be a, a pretty cool event. We've got, uh, 10 tables. Yes. And, uh, we've got, don't want to really give a lot of the surprises away. I, I've given some mission, uh, s- synopsis on each of the missions, um, but as far as the rules for the missions and all that, we really haven't spoiled that. We're going to keep most of that under wraps till the day of because we want to have, it's going to be some surprises during the day, some things people might not expect. Um, but yeah, we've got 10 tables. We've got uh, a couple of different companies that are uh, providing some terrain. We've actually got a, uh, a famous person building us a table. Actually, yeah, we got to give him a massive shout out. Heck yeah. So... Mike Gupton with uh, Goldmine Games is building... Well, actually, he's providing two tables for the event, yes, right? Yes, two tables. So one table he already had built, which was... Uh, is a lava table is the one that... No, it's a city fight table. Oh, the city fight table. Yeah. So he had that one built, and if you actually go to Goldmine Games, that's in uh, Richmond, Texas, uh, you can go play on his tables. Like, he is... like uh, It's the closest thing to, like what I would call like a master terrain builder. Yeah, I would agree. Like if if you look at some of the like the Forge World Masterclass stuff and you look at like those terrain that they're in and stuff like that, you'll see like every time I see those those pictures of some of the stuff going on at Games Day or some of the stuff they have at like Forge World, like I always wonder like, man, dude, there's one guy behind there that's just like handling all that business and he's like the one that's doing all this work and making these terrain look badass. That's Mike Gupton. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he takes so much pride in his terrain building, and it's all, like, Games Workshop plastic. He's, like, chopping stuff up to make these, like, awesome, awesome tables. 
And uh, so we're lucky enough to where we got one table that he was going to provide, which is a city fight table. And then we actually gave him a mission and he built a table based on the mission. I don't Do you want to give it away? Like, yeah, we, we can talk about it. He's a, he's been, he's been posting it on his Facebook site. So it's not a, not a state secret, but um, there's a mission that takes place on an airfield and uh, it's called the Castelli operation uh, in the, the mission synopsis. And so what Mike has done, we, I gave him the, uh, the rules, the layout of the mission, and he, he's created a, an airfield table from our discussions that, man, I was blown away. This, I couldn't, like, I couldn't, like, in my mind, what I imagined was this giant runway mm-hmm. with, like, uh, with, like, a landing pad. Like, basically what you would imagine an airport looks like if yeah. I were to be looking out of a terminal and like looking at the airfield, that that's what I thought it was gonna come out as. Yeah. No, man, he went all out. I mean, it's like four different landing pads. One one is big enough for a Thunderhawk. One's a Thunderhawk level landing pad. He's got this like control tower in the middle. Like it looks like if like because we're on what he's on the first stage of painting, like the first stage of airbrushing right now, and it it looks like this almost kind of like an old airfield that's been sitting on this planet for mm-hmm. a while and it gets used but like it's kind of like a cargo planet or stuff like that and which, just... which is perfect it's like you know it, as i you know and he's read the fluff behind the uh behind the scenarios and it's just like he reached into my mind with what i was providing with that fluff and said it, it's perfect I, I agree with you it looks like it looks like this has been sitting on this out back world planet for for centuries. Yeah, like Star Trek, and whenever, like the new Star Trek movie, whenever he goes to that outpost. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's what it reminds me of. I didn't think about that. Whenever he's like, he meets up with, uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember his name right now. Scotty. He, he meets oh, up with Scotty. Uh, um, uh, it's Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah. But like he he meets him up meets up with him and like. Like that's kind of like an abandoned outpost somewhere. Like it's this awesome airfield where you could tell at one point they had to build it because they had like so much traffic mm-hmm. going through this planet. They needed four pads, and one of them had to be able to hold a Thunderhawk. And like, oh my gosh, it's it's so sweet. And he's even got those uh 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 like those fuel fuel runs in there. Yeah, he, he used the uh, Games Workshop uh, the Promethean pipes, Promethean relays or whatever. And yeah, it's so good. So, yeah, we have that table, which I'm totally, like, I'm super excited to play on that table. And I think that's the one we're going to be casting on, right? Yeah, that's, uh, we had talked about um, what table to live cast. I know Stiff One was our, our initial foray into live casting games. We live casted the Zomortalis table. So, uh, this time, our, our game has gotten stepped up in a huge way. Um, I know with the inclusion of Jake and his skills and his equipment. So, like, before, like, we, we've done it plenty of times where we actually do broadcasting mm-hmm. with the uh, Victoria Film Exchange. And so we've, we, we have the ability to incorporate, like, actual broadcasting with a switcher and all these different things. And we never, like, y- you know, you have all this, like, high-end equipment that you have access to. And you don't ever think, like, how can I put this to my 30K game? <laughs> and when I found out that Jake was going to be available for Stiff, uh, Stiff 2, and, like, we had full access, I was like, fuck, let's, let's, let's do it right. If we're oh, going yeah. to live cast, let's live cast right. 
So for this table that Mike's got prepared for us, we're actually going to have a live game going on. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be throughout the day. We're going to have three different live casts going on on our YouTube channel, but it's it's going to be multiple camera angles that will be switched on our end. We'll, we'll actually be running the switcher kind of like you see a football game or, yeah. you know, you see a basketball game, you know, the camera angle changes based on what you're looking at. Uh, hopefully we're going to have uh, Zeke running the camera and have him able to actually use a zoom lens to look at what people are moving and all that. And then we're going to have, two of our legionnaires actually commentating on the game based on what they're seeing. So you'll be able to have like somebody who's never heard of this game or like has no idea what's going on. They're going to be able to watch this live cast with these live commentators Mm -hmm. on how the game is being played. And it's going to be so sweet. And especially when y'all see this table that we're going to be playing on. Oh my gosh, it's going to be next level. Yeah. You're going to want to come to stiff three. Yeah. Whenever that is, which will probably be sooner than later. After Adepticon, though. After Adepticon. Yeah, but still, man, going back to touching base with tables. I mean, for one, we talked about Mike. Mike's actually from Victoria, or he's from Victoria, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he actually ran the the original Goldmine Games Yeah, uh, here in Victoria for many years. Um, I, I didn't really know him. Uh, I'd had I'd been in his shop before, but I, I grew up in Port Lavaca, so I was not from Victoria. So, But Josh, uh, Techno Viking Josh, uh, he he's known Mike Gupton for a lot of years, so uh, that's actually who got Josh into painting and into 40k, from what what I understand, as Josh tells it. So uh, a lot of history there. So it's been really cool to have uh, have Mike Gupton really involved with us on on this kind of level, just due to the history that he brings with some of our members, and then uh, you know his experience. Um, if you want to see some of his work. If you've got a seventh edition uh, rule book, rule book, his Imperial Fist Army is one of the featured armies in that rule book. So that gives you a little bit of little bit of clue as to what kind of what kind of painting he can throw out. Yeah, he did the uh, armies on parade and took that large terrain piece that he actually has in his store, and uh, that that made it into the book. So yep. it's pretty sweet, man. Totally. Looking forward to playing on that. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna that's gonna be a great table, great mission. Um, you know, we've got other. You know, basically each table will have a story each table in the mission, and we're we're trying to match the terrain, or we have matched the terrain to to what's going on. Um, and there, you know, we could go table by table, but just to suffice to say that there's going to be a lot of different tables, uh, a lot of different types of missions. And I, I'm hoping that each table is a distinct experience for, for whoever's playing it. We have three Zemortalis tables, right? Yes. So we have three actual Zemortalis tables, right? Yeah, we have two two tables that will be four by four actual Zemortalis tiles. The Forge World Zemortalis. Yeah. Then we have a third table. We're going to use Zemortalis rules, and it's going to represent the hangar deck of the other two tiles. And so this hasn't really been discussed a whole lot, but people will be able to move their force between each of those tables as they travel throughout the ship. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. Um, I think the Zomortalis fight, uh, there's... there's uh, The events on that table will have... definitely have consequences to what's going on on the other tables throughout the day. So that's going to be a table to play, cl- pay real close attention to. 
Yeah. And then we got the Angry Mojo Games Swing Table. Yep. That's going to be a whole other table. The Swing Table, that's actually going to be 3,000 points. Yes. And that is going to be Lord of Wars. Pretty much most of your points should be spent on Lord of Wars. Yes. With your swing list. So basically it's going to be like big game duking out, 2v2, Titans on Titans, Night on Nights, just Lord of War on Lord of War. And uh, Angry Mojo Games was was nice enough to provide uh, a pretty good discount on a lot of the terrain they offer. And so on this table, we if you, if you go look at some of the things that they offer, uh, their city terrain, their full buildings that they offer, we walked away with about 13 or so buildings. Yeah. And so a lot of these buildings that we have, they're 12 inches tall, 11 inches, 12 inches tall. So they're these massive buildings that titans, like warhound titans and knights can hide behind. So you're going to have this like massive table that is going to be a desert table. So the way we're actually we're, uh, making it look is it's going to look like this giant city that was covered in sand, like the dunes retook the yep. city. And these titans are fighting on the city and uh all the buildings are gonna be destructible right yes yeah <laughs> you, you'll be able to blow up any and every building on that table um <clears throat> one of the things that uh people are gonna may or may not play into their their strategy on that table is the the super heavy the big stuff will be kill points but each round each game each uh event round so rounds one two and three there'll be two envelopes per side on that table. Those envelopes will contain missions handed down from high command to the loyalist of the traders. And those missions are only achievable for the most part. I'm not going to give all of it away, but for the most part, only achievable by the 1,000 point special forces that are the other option to take on that table. So the the warlords, as they're assigning missions, are really going to have to say... You know what, what makes more sense on the table right exactly. now? Exactly, a warhound or a thousand points of jump infantry. Or exactly. Uh, so I'm going to be real curious to see how the teams assign to that table uh, because you won't know the missions. That's the other key. You won't know the missions until after the game starts because there it's to represent. You just got a communication, basically an emergency dispatch that says we need you to do this. <laughs> hey, we saw this. Uh... Like these three titans, there's a scout titan group. <laughs> Pat, uh, can you go get that book we left in the building? <laughs> it's like fuck. Yeah, the commander only is halfway through the book. It's real important to him. <laughs> it's really he's really into it. <laughs> uh, he's so, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm totally looking forward to seeing these thousand point lists. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing them hiding out in these buildings. Yeah, that that's what I think is going to be the coolest. Is just the the visual image of, you know, super heavy vehicles, Titans, main battle tanks, you know, racing through the dunes, and then in between these buildings, you may have a Primarch leading a strike team, just jumping. Like I, I like in my head, I was thinking like, man, I wish I was playing a stiff too because I would take Korax, and I would take a unit of Dark Furies, and we would go. Building to building, just like hopping, because those, oh, yeah. those those roofs are flat, man. So we'd be doing some like parkour shit from building to building, just 
I mean, I don't know if we do anything against <laughs> Titans, but we capture some objectives. And we look cool doing it. We look badass doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's going to be the fun thing for me, seeing you know what kind of forces and you know we've got as, as organizers, we've got kind of a window into some of the pre-discussion. Uh, yes, the factions have already set up their own chats and have been talking amongst themselves. So we we've seen some of the planning that they're doing, and I, I'm excited. I'm super like we we're actually really lucky because we get to be in both. So so what we did was we were really lucky in the fact that we have an even number of loyalists and traders. Like we you know mechanical we kind of swing in both ways. Yeah. So we have two different groups, and uh, each group during the event is going to have their own warlord and their warlord. You can actually already kind of tell like who the warlord is going to be amongst these groups. And uh, we're, we're kind of like really lucky in the fact that it's kind of even. Yeah. So we set up these uh, message boards on like Facebook, these like Facebook Messenger. Yeah. We set up these message groups, and they are, I would say, the traders more than the loyalists. The loyalists are you need to catch up, but these traders, man, they're like, hey, how would y'all like me to play my army? You know, where do you want me to build up my strength? See, that's cool to me though, because if you think about it. You know, the, the fluff for this scenario is the traders are basically pulling a surprise attack on unsuspecting loyalists. You know, the truth of Istvan has not come out yet. There's been rumors. There's some uh, there's suspicions. But it's supposed to be kind of like we, we're getting our shit jumped <laughs> by the, the traders. And so I think it's kind of cool because the loyalists are, you know, they're having their discussion. Not going to give any of that away. But the traders are really hardcore about like, hey, how can we synergize? How can we make the best of what we're bringing? What compliments? So, uh, loyalist, if you're listening, the, the loyalists are like oddly like comfortable, like <laughs> kind of like the loyalists were. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're just kind of hanging out, like, yeah, man, we ain't got nothing to worry about. We're fucking space marines. Yeah. So who are we gonna fight? Space marines? <laughs> nah, bro, we're good. Yeah, bring on some of those mega arachnids. Yeah. <laughs> and then, boom, they're coming. Get ready, loyalists. This is like, this is this, like we're radio free Istvan, man. We gotta like talk out to the loyalists. Heck yeah! Let them know, guys. Guys, don't need to get on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would take this opportunity as you listen to this cast. If you're not already planning, you know, getting that synergy working with your fellow loyalists, uh, it's not too late. Definitely not too late. You got a little over a week. Man, that's that's kind of scary to say that. I know, man. It makes my stomach drop a little bit. <laughs> Seems like we just started talking about hosting this silly thing. I I oh, it was it went from an idea like I was like really excited when I was like man dude we're gonna get maybe like fifteen dudes there <laughs> and then we're gonna like I, in my head I was like gonna be really happy I was like man if we get like fifteen guys including us yeah and I'm counting like our guys and the Houston guys like, let's get fifteen guys together and then we'll play some new guys and then next time around we'll have like twenty guys no man we've got what. We, we were up to 29. We actually were up to 30. We've had two drop just due to work commitments. So we've got 28 players total. Not us. Yeah. Like, and, I can't. Like And most of, the, yeah, most of the Victoria guys plus Zach are not playing. We're actually stepped back to run the event. Uh, so these are, for the most part, uh, TFL members are going to be mostly Houston. Uh, Jay's playing from our, from our Victoria side. Uh, but beyond that, it's all people from 
not affiliated with TFL, I guess best way to say it. Coming all over from Texas, you got Austin, Corpus, mm-hmm. San Antonio, it's people from Fort Worth and Dallas. Yeah. Like those, that's a drive, man. That's a, a drive for heresy. Yeah. I, I went to school north of Dallas. I went to college up there and uh yeah, I remember those drives home. You know, six and a half hours in the car from Denton back down to Port Lavaca. Oh, it's that's, such a hard drive too. It, well, we got 18 hours in the car coming up before you know it, buddy. <laughs> hey, that's going to be a fun drive. Oh, the drive back's going to suck. Yeah, the drive back. We're gonna be like, I might catch my plane for that. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Zach, uh, we're going to leave your car in this uh, airplane parking lot. <laughs> we're flying back, buddy. <laughs> Get an Uber. They'll bring it back. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, just to wrap up Stiff 2, um, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about some of the people in the that are providing terrain. I do want to give a shout out to Andrew Hollis in Australia. Uh, if you haven't, uh, just look him up online. He posts in South Texas Horse Heresy 30K Facebook group. Uh, he's also on several other 30K Facebook groups, uh, as well as, and I don't know the name of the Australia group off the top of my head. Isn't the Warriors Lodge or something like that? No, it's actually Australia 30K or something along those lines. Oh, okay. Um, but I, if you search it, you'll find it. Anyway, he he... What he's doing is they had a Kickstarter and they started last year offering these dog tags for events and he was outsourcing them. And so they had a Kickstarter right after the first of the year to where they could get their machinery to do the dog tags in-house. And what these dog tags are is they're they're for events, they're for escalation leagues, but you can put any, you know, up five lines worth of text on it. Uh, they can heat imprint symbols, things like that. They're actually going to be doing different things going forward. Uh, but it's all things that that the goal behind it is, as a player, you'll keep. And if you go to an event hosted by the same people, like, for example, Stiff 3, you'll be able to use the contents of your dog tag in that event. Like, how cool is that? Like, yeah. I just I just imagine if that was any other event, yeah. Like, if that was, like, a Depticon or whatever. Like, I just, I don't so much imagine it using it against, like, other people who also have dog tags. Right. I imagine it using it against people who don't have dog tags and, like, how shitty they must feel. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, let me go ahead and use my free reroll one non-character armor save. Exactly. Right now. It's like, what? So, uh. This guy's OG. Oh, I'm telling you. These dog tags are cool, guys. Check, check out Andrew Hollis. Check out what he's doing. Definitely support him because he's, he's one, he's helping the hobby grow big time in Australia. I've talked with him on Facebook, just uh, the events that they've got going on. Uh, we all know I have horses from Australia also. That's a, another big piece of the 30K puzzle out there. Uh, but, but check out his dog tags. Uh, shoot him a note if it's something that interests you. Uh, we'll have pictures once ours come in. Actually, once Stiff 2 happens... I wasn't going to spoil the dog tags because they're in the swag bag. And we've kept, other than the t-shirt, we've kept the contents of the swag bag pretty secretive. Uh, so those of you stiff attendees, this is something in your swag bag. So you actually got, if you listen to this cast tonight, you learn something new. Uh, we'll have pictures. Check out Andrew Hollis. Definitely shout out for him. Which is just like the tip of the iceberg for what's in your swag bag, too. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited about the swag bag. And I definitely don't want to give any more away about that. The only thing that I tell people is, like, we were not in Stiff 2 to make money. 
<laughs> so, so like, yeah, I think that's the probably the understatement. Of the year. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we were not in this to make any sort of money. Like we all pre-planned, just like straight up going into debt. So much money. Like we're just gonna pay this much to bring guys to Victoria to play Heresy. Yep. And that's exactly what we did. So your swag bag will represent how much we wanted to bring you to Victoria yeah. and have a good time. Now we're we're pretty proud of it, and uh, you may be listening to this saying, "Man, these guys are talking up their event a lot." Well, it's we're proud about what's going on, man. It's and all it's so about close. It, yeah, and it's right around the corner. It's all about growing the hobby. You know, if you remember remember back to the beginning of the episode, you know, we're all about growing heresy in South Texas, and and ultimately, overall, just growing the community. So yeah, we're going to talk about our events a lot. Um, we're gonna you're gonna hear a lot more about Stiff Two after it happens. Oh yeah. We're going to have a ton of content coming out of it uh, on our YouTube and through the live cast and through the podcast. Um, so, yeah, just stay tuned for that. It's uh, going to be a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So that's all the Stiff 2 talk. We'll go ahead and let that horse die. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we've vlogged it enough. Um, so, yeah, we mentioned 18 hours in the car. Yes, 18 hours of straight drive time. To Chicago. Actually, you know, Schaumburg? Yeah, Schaumburg. Schaumburg. So yeah. It's kind of suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, it's uh, there's not a lot in Schaumburg, from what I could tell. Not not knocking anybody that lives there, but it's it's truly, there's an interstate that goes right by the Renaissance. Um, there's a mall a couple of miles away with, like, some good e- eating places around it. But, yeah, it's definitely in the, definitely in the burbs. But... There's one event that's going on there that we're super Ooh. excited about. Man, Adepticon. There, there's very little that would get me in the car for 18 hours. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Gonna road trip it to Adepticon, <laughs> and it, it like we have a lot of segments in our webcast. We call it the Road to Adepticon, and this is like truly the road to Adepticon. We're gonna be driving there from Victoria, Texas, and a lot of this stemmed from strictly us not having a way to safely transport our miniatures to Chicago. Yeah, we we have talked about since we all signed up for Adepticon, we've talked about this more times than I can count amongst each other. You know, Jay and I traveled last year. Um, I I flew with my KR case with uh, two thousand points of Mechanicum. So if you're familiar with Mechanicum, you know that's like ten models. You know, it's not a lot. I'm being facetious, but it's not a lot of models. You could fit that in a backpack too, no problem. That's what I did. But this year, um as we started looking at our list and what we wanted to take, it just wasn't going to fit. And, uh, we really started talking about, you know, man, how are we going to get this stuff there? Are we going to overnight, you know, like super pack it and overnight our biggest stuff? Um, you know, I mean, cause some of us are taking, uh, taking Titans to play in a Titan event. Yep. You know, how do you fly with it? I mean, you could buy a seat for the Titan, I guess, but you know, that was an option. That was an option. We did discuss, but at the end of the day, um, one of the legionnaires offered up his uh, his minivan or his wife's minivan, and three of us myself, Michael, and uh, Aaron Gonzalez, who uh, you'll you'll come to know on our road to Adepticon, literally segments, uh, while we're on the road. So he's not a not a heresy player yet. Uh, he's into Infinity right now. So. You might have to listen to some Infinity talk. He's an old 40K player, though. Oh, yeah. He's, he's played 40K for a while. All about Space Wolves. Yeah, Space Wolves. Minotaurs. Minotaurs. Space Wolves and Minotaurs. Yeah, he was kind of kicking himself for not signing up for the Bad Abor event. Uh, we talked about that the other day, but 
he said, well, he's he's fully focused on Infinity for this time around, so that's that's what he's going for. But yeah, it's gonna be three dudes, uh, a van full of uh, resin, full of resin. <laughs> because I think at this point, like, honestly, I, I would be in the same boat if I found out you guys were road tripping and I was flying up. I'd be like, hey, can y'all just squeeze my uh, <laughs> my uh, battle foam? 516 or whatever yeah. it is that oh, yeah. massive case. can i just squeeze that in there please and this too yeah it's uh yeah it's cool i mean it's gonna take a headache away from all the guys you know because the whole victoria contingent from tfl plus zach is going so yeah, i think we're taking most everybody's stuff in the van i don't see why we wouldn't yeah and, and like you could just imagine how like we were thinking of everything from like putting our bags inside pelican cases yes <laughs> and like basically like putting as much caution stickers as we can on it because what jay said last year he had to like re-glue his like everything right yeah so jay jay took alpha legion last year and so he wasn't able to fit everything in his carry-on just you know being a marine army just the model count grew too big so he packed some things in his checked luggage and uh yeah it, it just didn't turn out that well he had some breakage from the checked luggage um, his wife dropped his fire raptor like 20 feet from the table. Ow. Yeah. Um, so we were helping him glue that back together right before the, uh, I want to say that, yeah, that was before the narrative cause that was the first morning. So minutes before the narrative, we're at a table off to the side with the glue trying, it was like a puzzle trying to put it back together on the nose. Did y'all have accelerator or was that before y'all? That was old school, dude. Oh, shit. There was no accelerator, son. <laughs> I was thinking, like, man, you give me three minutes with that Fire Raptor. I have it back together. Oh, no. But no accelerator? No nah, accelerator. It couldn't was, do it. It was all super glue and uh, a prayer. <laughs> please, please drive blowing on it. <laughs> but, please, uh, please drive. Yeah, so, and like I said, he had had to, to re-glue some other stuff from his checked luggage. So, yeah, checking, it's not a way to, not a way to go. Um, it, And I'm taking, and not, you know, I'm worried about giving away my list or anything, but I'm taking Dreadclaws. I can't even imagine. I already called KR. They told me like, well, it'll fit in this, but you know that would basically take up half of my uh, KR backpack. So, yeah, the the driving I think is going to be good. We're going to be a lot less stressed over the models, and we'll be able to bring a little more uh, flexibility. So my list can I can bring some different stuff. I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, I'm totally looking forward to that. I'm, I'm totally looking forward to packing everything I have Raven Guard wise. And because I'm one of those guys that like will completely revamp my list. Mm-hmm. So I feel like on the way, like I feel like somewhere between nine hours out from Victoria, <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh shit, I should take Storm Eagles. Oh, thank God I brought them. Yeah. Whereas exactly. like I'd be on the plane like, oh, I should have. Like I feel like Forge World would like FAQ something. It'd be like, oh, the uh, the Darkwing Storm Eagle just dropped 40 points. Like What? No! Turn this plane around. <laughs> mom, sh- ship me this, please. <laughs> oh, just imagine. So you send your mom to ship you something. Can you imagine what she actually sends you? It'd be a fire raptor. <laughs> what is this? Would you want it? Your plane right? I'm talking like my mom's old lady. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know your mom was 87. <laughs> it's like, you ship me my Thunderhawk? God dang it. <laughs> She goes, it costs $200 to ship it. <laughs> I know I can trust you. Oh, uh, yeah. That that would be, yeah, that'd be about like me asking my wife to, to shoot. Because she knows some of the stuff. 
and you know just from being around the hobby for as long as she has but like if i tell her like go grab that tactical marine she's gonna be like which guy is it (laughs) you know is it this galvorbach is it this dreadnought is it you know so yeah no we it's better safe than sorry you know we're gonna pack this kitchen sink with us in that van i'm totally looking forward to that i'm gonna take everything and that now it opens the the venue for display boards i wasn't even thinking about oh i know i know that's that's something i skimped on last year i literally i i put my stuff on top of my kr boxes and it was a bitch to move around and it was just and jay had a a tv tray which is a step up for me but yeah i'm trying to think what can i do that's semi-quick because i'm you know my army's not finished so but i do want to have some sort of display board if possible because now we got a way to take it with us. Yeah, I have officially a month to create a display board. And my list is a lot of infantry, so you know it's not like I'd have too hard of a time creating a display board. Yeah. But I have a pretty good idea of, of what I'm going to be doing. This is basically going to be desert. Okay, gotcha. And night desert. Oh, that'd be cool. The night man coming. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be 18 hours of straight road tripping. So... I don't know if, if you if you know us and you're or if you if you if you like us right now immediately and you think, man, these guys are gonna be traveling from basically southeast Texas all the way to Chicago and you're like, Man, these guys play heresy, these guys have to go see this shop or these like tables or whatever. Yep. Man, totally hit us up so we know where we can like make some pit stops on the way. Because we have pretty much decided that we're gonna do it right. We're gonna like take it, you know, slow and steady. Yeah, we're not we're not in a rush. We're leaving in plenty of time to make it to the hotel by Wednesday late afternoon, which is in plenty of time for our events on Thursday. We got plenty of time off from work, man. Heck it's yeah. just gonna be like slow and steady cruising, just classic. So if you have some places in between us and Chicago that you know about that you think we should check out, well, what was that one you were saying? I've heard Spruhammer. I know they're uh, they're one of the advertisers with uh, independent characters. Uh, they've got a shop somewhere in Western Tennessee. So that, in my quick look at our our journey, I th- maybe we're close. I need to look at their address. If it's something that's doable, um, uh, that that definitely may be on our list. So if uh, you're with Spruhammer and you're listening to this by some chance, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah, we'll swing by your place yeah. and we'll buy all sorts of sprues if you got it <laughs> yeah we're we're hopefully going to be doing some on the road content so i'm sure with 18 hours to kill we'll come up with all sorts of stuff to entertain you guys with and uh we'll try to keep the infinity talk to a minimum from <laughs> our from our traveling companion yeah be all right <laughs> <laughs> but uh anything else with adepticon no man, my army's ready. Sounds like your army needs some work, but it's getting there. You're you're getting there. Uh, well, last year I painted until two a.m. before we flew out, so I, I see a repeat. Uh, one thing that I, I guess we should bring up it it happened during sign up, and it seemed like a lot of people like it, it sold out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, did that happen last year when with y'all or? Um, no, I know. Well, yeah, yes and no. It didn't sell out as quick. It sold out quickly. But I think there was still spots within the first hour. So Heresy's like getting pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, this year, I think just from the amount of, of events that they've added. So last year, there was only one of each event. Mm-hmm. This year, there's a double. There's two events for Zone Mortalis. 
So, and it's basically they're running the same event twice. So it's not two separate, or it's not two in, two distinct events, I guess I should say. So if you go to the one, it's just a repeat if you go to the second one. So, but they mainly did that so they could get more people into it. Um, there's also, they've added Sunday events, or Sunday event. Uh, it's a doubles, uh, a doubles game. Um, I don't know a lot about it. I hadn't really looked at it. Originally, I was flying out on Sunday. Now that we're driving, we're going to be there on Sunday, but that's an eight-hour commitment on Sunday. So I don't know that I want to get into that because Sunday may be my kind of chill day and check out the con. And I can't wait to see some of these armies. Yeah. Especially like, I mean, it sounds like a lot of newer players have either switched from 40K to 30K or maybe, you know, these are just like brand new. I, I find it really hard for somebody to just like brand new jump into 30K. But instead of 40k, but looking at some of the our local guys, that happens. That, that's real. Yeah, yeah I, I so. think I think that is some of it. Um, there actually is a betrayal at Kalth event uh, this year with 30k. You don't have to use Kalth stuff, but that's kind of the focus. It's an in- infantry focused event um, that's happening. I want to say that's on Saturday also. Um, so yeah, they they've expanded the number of events that they're doing. Uh, something tells me next year that's going to blow up even bigger. I just, I just see it. I see it continuing to grow just exponentially. Yeah, I, I really do. And I think that, that also as other events are offered, uh, around, not just at Adepticon, but LVO grew, um, their 30 K event this year, uh, where they had 20, 25, 30 people somewhere. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was that right at 30. Yeah. Um, for their event, uh, was that a one-day thing? That was a one-day thing, yeah. Okay. So, and I'd be curious to see, do they expand it into a multi-day event next year? I don't know. I mean, now they've got Nova, uh, which is offering 30K. It's actually run by some of the same guys that do the Adepticon 30K. So that's going to be that's gonna be a pretty sweet event. Um, that's over uh, Labor Day weekend, I believe. Ah. <sighs> So many 30K events popping up. <laughs> yeah, it's there, there's a lot, but you know what? It's a good thing. And I think the more quality events, the more narrative-driven events that that come up here in the United States, uh, the better off we're going to be for the hobby because it's just going to keep keep growing it. And you won't have people that are saying, you know, I've only got one other guy in my town playing 30K. Because that sucks. I was there, you know, before you guys came along. It was just me and Jay. And I love Jay. But I do. He's my brother. But I can only play him so many times. Yeah, there's only so many times I can get beaten by him because he's an excellent player. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, just broadening that pool and getting those people. But it's I I think it's gonna be interesting to see, and I'm definitely gonna ask at Adepticon uh, because I there'll be a lot of the same faces from last year, but a lot of new faces. So I'm not gonna be shy. I'm gonna be curious to see. Hey, what what brought you in into the into the fold? Because I want I want to know. I'm totally going to try and, like, sneak out some, like, rules or something like that. Like, try and, like, see what's coming up. I'm going to try and, like, hit up those Forge World reps. Oh, those guys. Those guys. Uh, they're they're going to smell money on me. That's all oh, Man. I, so, the first year that we went, book three was pre-release at Adepticon. Oh, God. Also, that was the same year they did that special edition where the red books were actually the black books. So, you had the leather-bound... Uh, black books. Black books, along with book three in the slipcase. And they had just a handful there. So Jay and I queued up in line 
we left. That was when we were. That was the first year. Or so we were staying downtown Chicago. We left the hotel at seven a.m. that morning. We'll do that again. Um, well, now that now that we're in the same hotel, it's just down yeah. the elevator, a lot easier. Um, but yeah, we we drove out there. It was like a forty minute drive. Got out there. Got in line. We were. I don't know, fourth and fifth in line. I feel like you're giving away some secrets right now. Well, well, see, here's the thing though. It was different last year, which and I don't know what changed. So the first year we went, they had for VIG you had special access the night before. Oh, sweet. Well, we didn't get VIG the first year. Fools. We didn't know, <laughs> right? So we got we got in line. Well, the cool thing was we were still able to get the pre-release stuff because. And so to the, what brings us all up is, so we're standing in line. The, the booth hasn't opened yet. And so you got the Forge World guys there, and they're like, hey, what are you guys here for? Just chit-chatting, right? Oh, man, we're super excited about book three. Oh, so he brings out the special edition. It's like 250 300 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Brings it out. He's showing it. He goes, and he goes like this. He goes, one, two, three, four, five, six. He said, you guys will be the only ones at this convention that get this book because that's all we've got. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm looking, I'm like, oh. You take plastic, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and and I was struggling because I I had wanted it, and I told my wife, I was like, no, I'm just going to get the regular book three, right? Oh. Because I wanted to buy some other stuff. I wanted to get some Mechanicum to go with my book three. And if I if I went big on the limited edition, I couldn't buy any models to take home with me. So I ended up not getting the, the, black, the, the black compendium or the black limited set, which I kicked myself for now. Uh, but just they were just so like smooth about it. Just you know, man, you guys, if you could see what was in here, you know, when you get up to the table, I'm gonna show you what's in. You're you're just gonna love it. As as heresy lovers, you're gonna be all about this. And we're just like, and they're like, oh, and these event only models, and just like, oh my god, these guys, they what they you, know just how to tickle you. They're just like, yeah, hey, what army do you play? Yeah, oh, yeah that's <laughs> that's neat. Have you ever considered Alpha Legion? Uh, Look at well, this dinette. <laughs> so the the cool thing was, so fast forward, so the next year I go, so I'm a diehard Mechanicum player, right? I'm actually there at the booth in my Mechanicum t-shirt. So, <laughs> like a boss? Yeah. So and he's he's just like, the dude's up there, he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And he goes, oh, Mechanicum, right? He goes, you know, we've got the Silax here. I said, what? Because they weren't released yet. <laughs> he goes, he goes, man, we've got the Silax Guardians here. He said, they won't be out for another two weeks. He said, but we're, we're doing a little pre-release, kind of quiet here. So what do you think I did? You bought some silly. I bought two. I said, "Give me two. <laughs> He's like, "You sure?" He's like, "I've got two more." And I was like, "No, no," because I wanted to buy some other stuff. And uh, I did go back later to try to buy those other two, but they had sold them. Found some other guy like me. Yeah, but, uh, some sucker. But no, they know they know exactly. Like they they tune into you. And so as I'm talking to him, he's like, "Have you seen our these limited art prints?" So I'm a Mechanicum player. So he pulls out the limited art print that's the the uh, Majira Knight striding it's the dark driving uh rain or ash and it's just this badass print i looked at it, i was like you know i gotta buy that right he's like well i know you're a mechanical player and i knew you would love this i, was <laughs> I like, just i had it in back <laughs> you know i wasn't even gonna sell it i was just carrying it around and i thought to myself that's this seems like a cool guy don't tell anybody i sold it to you yeah. though. <laughs> like i don't have very many and then you walk away and you come back to, oh i forgot my change he's like yeah man it was in the back i wasn't gonna sell it you just <laughs> It's the same bitch. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's kind of like that. But th- they are those guys are super cool, man. They were uh, both years that we, that we talked to them. Uh, they they're there. Yeah, they're busy. But when they had a down minute, they were they were they were down to talk about heresy or about models. Now it's not like you're talking to the designers per se. 
So, but just having to chit chat about like, hey, you know, what do you think about this model or that model? I mean, it's just pretty cool. This must be crazy to just see that shit every day. Like yeah. They, they know what's on their way. Like, they got to be super secret about it. My biggest fear is going to Adepticon and, like, the guy going, oh, you play Raven Guard? That's pretty cool. Flyer Heavy. Hey, we just released the Stormbird. <laughs> that is my biggest, like, terrifying. It's like, hey, we got, like, three Stormbirds. We can sell three of them. And, like, of course I'd have to buy the Stormbird. Yeah, you could not not buy it. And then, like... If that happened, I'd be one of the first persons to like own a Stormbird, and then I'd have to get it painted. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, that that is my biggest fear. So, see, I can already see how this happens for you. So you buy the Stormbird, and you're coming back, and you've got your glue in your accelerator. Yeah, I'm in you, the I'm in the 18 hour drive. Yeah, so you got you're you're ready. So you're like, you know what? I've got some downtime. I'm gonna start putting this bad boy together. And Chris Birch from Scattershot walks by because he was hanging out at the, at the <laughs> oh, Heresy shit. tables all weekend last year, right? And so he walks by, he's like, oh, man, I could see that. And then next thing you know, Chris Birch is painting this up for you, doing a beautiful job. I'm and... two grand into a Stormbird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so pretty. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. And then like a week later, everybody's got one. I'm like, oh, this was, this was fun for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Somebody play me a 4,000-point game right now. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's dangerous, man. I spent last year. I spent way more money. I told myself I'm only going to spend. I think I said three hundred dollars, right, at Forge World. What? Yeah, that's... I I spent close to six fifty before it was all said and done. At the that's at the Forge World. Day, nothing else. I'm gonna get drunk on resin. It's, it's what happens. You you get that resin fever, and you've also been drinking probably. So yeah. your 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 defenses against resin fever are greatly reduced. And, uh, I mean, the only thing they could do differently is have a hot chick, like, selling the resin. But they probably don't want to do that because they'd be sold out day one. I feel like I'm going to be, like, drunk and like, fuck it, I'm on vacation. <laughs> uh, he bought all the Dark Furies. I don't He's got plenty. I don't, I don't know what he... <laughs> uh, I could just see my wife saying, I got this credit card alert. Why is there a $3,000 charge... It says it says warlord. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, You're uh, trying to explain that, but I wanted. They had an opening in the 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 war the titan the titan battle and and Chris Burt said he could paint it up real fast. <laughs> and so I had to. You would. He said he'd do it for free. <laughs> as long as I bought it today. At least it's not blowing hookers. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> for real, might as well be. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's gonna be dangerous, man. It's uh. I don't know. I I kind of know what to expect. I'm a little worried for you guys, because oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I know what to expect. Not not saying I'm a weathered veteran of it, but after two under the belt, I'm, I'm like, all right, I know what's gonna happen when I hit the Forge World table. So I've girded my wallet for it. I'm I'm ready, and uh, it, it wasn't shocked after I doubled what I planned on spending last year. You know, I, I wasn't really shocked. At the end of the day, it was all stuff I wanted for my army. Then plus stuff like a cool art print, you know. I've never been to an event or anything like that where Forge World's in front of me. I'm always used to like I've, I've never had and I'm I'm a like I'm a sucker for buying stuff that's yeah. like immediate gratification. Right. Like I'll go to a hobby store and I'll be like, you know what? I could use that bit off of that veteran. Yeah. I'm gonna buy this box. And then it's like you got a unit of freaking Vanguard veterans for my thirty K army and I've got just all these extra bits. So like I'm a little bit afraid of what Forge World's going to do with to me, standing in front of me. That's going to be dangerous. The other thing that might be dangerous for you, given your example just now, is the uh, the Bits Bazaar. Oh, God. 
Yeah, it's some. It, that, I will tell you that's a that got me the first year. I was like, oh man, old school rhinos. I need all of them. <laughs> well, they only had one, right? <laughs> and so I was like, old school rhino, cool. I was like, it's gonna be so badass from Iron Hands, and I wasn't even thinking. I paid twenty five bucks, which I think was a, a decent price for oh, it. Oh yeah. And uh, I got it home, and of course it's half the size of a real rhino. And I'm looking at, I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this? But I got all crazy, like, you know. <laughs> I was all, I was all, I was all model crazy and bits crazy, and but no, the, the bits guy, they've got, I mean, they've got tubs that are sorted by army. And you just go up and like I'm gonna pull the Imperial Guard tub and just dig through it, or I'm gonna pull the you know the Eldar or whatever. I'm curious to see how quickly it is before they start getting 30k like bit sellers, because I really haven't seen that yet. So that that will be dangerous, I think, if that happens. But yeah, dude, the the Forge World in front of you is dangerous. Yeah, it is, man. It is Stormbird. <sighs> but I'm super excited. Oh man, I, I can't wait, man. It's uh I'm excited for Stiff Two and then after Stiff Two, quick two weeks to uh to Adepticon driving out and uh seeing or looking forward to seeing everybody up there, looking forward to being there with the guys. I'm uh, looking forward to meeting some people. Like there's already been some people who are going to Adepticon that know us online yeah. and like are telling us like I'm looking forward to seeing you at Adepticon or I'm looking forward to, to playing you guys at Adepticon. That that's real, dude. I'm really excited to meet those people. Yeah, I think that's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, we've seen a few of that pop up. Uh, some of the people just we've met, um, you know, David Sampson, uh, one of the guys that's on uh, our our Facebook page, but he posts on the Adepticon page and a few others. He lives out in Tennessee, and I've been talking to him a little bit about Mechanica. He's going to be out there, so it's going to be cool to shoot the shit with him. Um, you know, also just meeting some of the guys from some of the other podcasts that we listen to. Hell yeah, man. Um, meet the Long War guys out there. Yeah, that's, that's gonna, gonna that's gonna be fun. I haven't met them in person yet. Um, well, I guess we kind of have. <laughs> yeah, Skype. We talked, we talked to them on Skype. Yeah, but we get to meet them in, in person. Uh, so that that'll be cool because they've got their own their own event, their own thing going out there, which I'm kind of interested to check that out. It's 40k, but um, you know it's becoming a bigger thing at Adepticon, so I definitely want to see what's going on with that. And you know, like I said, man, just uh, spend a day gaming, spend the evenings having some drinks, some brews, some brews with the bros. Vacation, Warhammer 30k vacation. Yeah, I'm uh, extremely blessed, and my wife is totally cool with uh, me taking a, a dudecation <laughs> and an 18 hour road trip. A road trip, <laughs> yeah. I think she thinks I'm a little crazy for that portion of it, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that my wife and the other wives involved with uh, TFL uh, they're they're cool with all of us heading out for the week and uh, being gone for a week almost. And uh, doing our thing out there, so it's gonna be exciting, man. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so, I guess that kind of wraps it up for Adepticon. Uh, I mean, really, I think we're pushing an hour and a half now, <laughs> going on a couple hours. So. Yeah, I think we, I think we kind of, I lost track of time. I don't even know what time it is now. T- Ten fifteen. Yeah. So. Oh wow. Yeah, my wife's probably like, I thought you said you're gonna be gone an hour. <laughs> no, she's not saying. That. I think she's watching TV. She probably didn't even know how much time has passed. So yeah, guys, so I guess uh, really the, the whole point of the podcast was to just basically discuss heresy. We, we kind of really talked about our events and our hobbies and what we're doing right now and our what we're getting ready for Adepticon-wise. Uh, but I guess here in the future, you, you should expect some different segments on the event, on 
you know, what you can do to get into 30K, what you can do with the armies you got, some of our local meta, some of the local competition, uh, I guess some of our play styles. And we'll get, we have a lot of questions that come in that we kind of answer on the webcast, and that kind of eats up a lot of those fun questions that we answer. Uh, but we're going to try and start taking some of those and start bringing them towards the podcast. Um, like I said, if you're brand new to listening to us and you're brand new to, to heresy all the way around, uh, go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a number of battle reports on there. We've got our webcast. Uh, we have a new segment coming up called Hot Heresy Nights. It's oh, gonna that's going to be exciting, man. Pretty cool. It's uh, Hot Heresy Nights with uh, Zach and Ryan. And uh, that's actually discussion on uh, different units in the game and how they play. And so that's going to, if you're especially if you're new to the game and you're not sure you know, what units you need to buy or anything like that, or you know, you're kind of interested in a unit, but you're not sure how it plays, uh, th- that's going to be one of our best segments to go and check out. It's it's pretty sweet, and Zach and Ryan are pretty <laughs> pretty hot guys. <laughs> yeah, th- I think there's going to be smoking jackets involved. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be real uh, professional. I guess uh, <laughs> I don't know, real classy. <laughs> so it's going to be a classy joint. It's going to be a classy joint. It's going to be hot heresy nights. Yeah. Uh, we also have another segment coming up. Uh, it's going to be sh- straight out of Calth, right? Yeah, straight out of Calth. So with uh, Straight Out of Cal, we actually got to work with uh, Simon out of uh, San Marcos. He's a awesome, awesome converter, painter all around. And uh, he is going to be taking 40K Calth boxes, or I guess just Games Workshop Calth boxes, and showing you what you can do to take those boxes and turn them into pretty much every 30K unit that you could build. And so it'll also show you how to convert your rhinos over to Demos rhinos. It'll show you how to convert your uh, your predators over to 30k looking predators. Uh, it, it's pretty much just a not an anti forge world, but it's kind of like showing you that you don't have to resort to forge world. You can take some of your old models and some of your old armies and convert them over to 30k. So uh, keep an eye on that. That's actually uh, straight out of Cal. So if I was to go searching for this YouTube channel, what's the uh, the URL for that? Uh, there's two different ones. There's a youtube.com forward slash the forgotten legion 30 K. And then there's also redneck Yeah. So for, for fun, I would just type in redneck, redneck Redneckmulletfights.com. Promise it'll go straight to us. I think we also, Texas 30 K will also get you there. Texas 30 K.com. Yeah. But, I think that goes to the blogger site. Oh yeah. That goes to the blog. Yeah. Don't actually don't go there. Because we haven't done anything with that in a long time. <laughs> it's just the, the Facebook, man. It's so yeah. easy to just update on Facebook, and then everybody's like it, responds. It, it really is. I mean, social media. So, yeah, check out uh, South Texas Horus Heresy 30K. That's where most of the discussion goes on, just uh, the TFL members. Uh, the group's, I don't know, around 250 people-ish right now, maybe it's, a little less. It's so live. Yeah. Like it's it's There's all stuff day. every day. Yeah, all day, every day. And, and, like, there's some time zone differences. So, I mean, you'll be sitting there at work which is getting updates on your phone, like some dude's painting his army right now and, like, just popping out models while you're sitting there at work. And then at the end of the day, we're posting on there what we're working on. It's mm-hmm. just – it's it's live. It is a living organism. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool community, man. Check it out. Uh, the other Facebook page, obviously, The Forgotten Legion 30K – that's a page that's it's a page for the show, so it's going to cover the webcast. Uh, it's going to cover Radio Free Istvan. Uh, it's also going to be covering the other segments, uh, Hot Heresy Night, Straight Out of Cal, anything else that the Forgotten Legion's doing, uh, content wise. 
you'll be able to hear about it um, and link to it from that Facebook site. Yeah. Also, guys, uh, just a heads up, uh, we also have T-shirts. Now, oh, yeah. I know that you're probably, if this is the first time you're listening to it, you're probably not that interested in our T-shirts, but if you go actually go check out, uh, it's uh, shop.spreadshirt.theforgottenlegion30k. We actually have uh, some, we, we talk in our webcast, we talk a lot about uh, cast firm dreadnoughts versus contemptor dreadnoughts and how poor, how, how shitty it must be to be in a cast of ferrum dreadnought because yeah that's the worst yeah you like you don't have any knees and there's no thumbs you have no thumbs and so we talk on the webcast on you know some of the the misfortunes you'd have if you didn't have knees or thumbs and we actually went through fiverr and got some artists to depict what what these situations (laughs) would be like and it's like these cartoon drawings of contemptor dreadnoughts and cast ferrum dreadnoughts that we threw on shirts and we actually had a competition to where we got some of our local listeners to to kind of caption the dreadnoughts or caption the uh the scenes and so we threw those on some some t-shirts it's, they're pretty funny so yeah check them out if you want to see some funny shirts and it, they're all right there so man that's all i have really uh. that's it for me um thank you guys for listening and uh we'll be coming back at you real soon appreciate it guys you have a good one all right good night guys